Today on Across the Cavs, some fun facts about your Cleveland Cavaliers roster. Some guys playing well around the league that once put on the CLE and much more. This is Across the Cavs. I'm Zach White. Have a great time listening to the show. Round two is no joke. This is where we separate the pretenders from contenders. Get some skin in the game with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. They are offering free-to-play pools every day of the basketball playoffs, offering players a free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes each day. And the best part is, it's free-to-play. Questions will range from which team will hit the most threes to which team will score first. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code TBPM when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. It's promo code TBPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is Across the Cavs, which is brought to you by DraftKings and a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. Zach Weiss with you. It's a new month, the sixth month of the year. Believe it or not, we are approaching being halfway through 2021. And got to say, the outlook right now, much better than where we came in. We got full crowds across the league, and hopefully the Cavs will follow suit when next season begins. Weather's getting nicer, at least in my neck of the woods, hopefully to all my listeners, to where they are as well. It's hoops time every night. We got playoff action every night. It has been tremendous. And, you know, there is nothing like kicking back, as John Michael says, cracking open your favorite beverage and enjoying the game. So much great action. You got former Cavs on every corner of the postseason, basically. Jordan Clarkson crushing it in Utah. Campaign and Jay Crowder in Phoenix. There will be plenty of guys that I will be mentioning. So stick around. We got a lot to talk about, even though there's no official updates on the Cavs. So buckle up. You're in for a show. But starting out. Today is June 1st, as I mentioned, and two guys that once donned the Cavs uniform were born on this day. June 1st, 1981. He played 66 games for the Cavs after being undrafted. He played with them in the 0-2-0-3 season, averaging six points, almost three assists a game. His name is William Parker. You all know him as Smush. Went on to start next to Kobe Bryant, RIP, in L.A. for a couple years. Also played for the Heat, the Clippers, the Suns, and the Pistons over a six-year career. He was out of the NBA by 26. Smush from Newtown in Queens. That's where he went to high school. Born in the city. It was an interesting season for Smush, but he had his moments. He started 18 games, and it was cool to see him in a Cavs uniform. He had career highs of 21 points, six rebounds, eight assists, three steals, and two blocks while in Cleveland. And he did, in fact, foul out of a game before. He had four threes in a game at one point and also what would be a career high, nine free throws. Smush, happy 40th. Hope you have a great one. And the second 
They only played five games in the NBA, all with the Cavs during the 11-12 season. His name is Michael Thompson. Michael Thompson made the roster. Remember, the uh, 11-12 season was shortened due to the lockout. Thompson did not play until the sixth game where he got a couple minutes against Toronto. Then he made three starts against Boston, Orlando, and Dallas. He didn't. He was not long for Cleveland as he would be let go after starting uh, three games, which is very rare. But Michael is the brother of Clay, and of course the son of Michael with an A, Michael Thompson. Michael from the Cavs, M Y C H E L. Another brother, Trace, had a nice little run with the Chicago White Sox. Michael is playing in the big three now as one of the younger players in the league. They've gone younger. They will be back. I believe Michael is playing for power, coached by the great Nancy Lieberman. He was a teammate of Corey Maggette, Glenn Davis, Catino Mobley, all those names that you know. Ball play and Birdman, a one-time Cavalier. So to Michael Thompson, I'd like to wish you a happy 33rd birthday from all of us, which is me, at Across the Cavs. Let's talk playoffs now. Let's talk some playoffs. Cavaliers have had many great players over the years, as have all franchises. Even the lowly Minnesota Timberwolves have had some incredible players come through over the years. And of course, as soon as they leave, they find greener pastures. And the team that they go to play for just starts making it happen. Let's start with Jordan Clarkson. It has been a joy to see him continue to prosper. You know, he was good with the Lakers. I loved watching him before he got to the Cavs. As soon as LeBron left, he averaged 17 points off the bench in the 2017-18 season. and the 2018-19 season, or the 2018-19 season, excuse me. He was good. He could score. And his scoring dipped a bit the following year as Colin Sexton grew more comfortable in his role. His minutes dropped, but he could still fill it up. We knew that when he was acquired by Utah that he would be providing his services to a contender. What did he do this year? Oh, let's see. 27 minutes a game. 18 points, four boards, 42% from the field, 35 from three. Jordan Clarkson was a menace. And in the playoffs so far, in the four games, he had 14 points in two blocks and 16 points, six boards, 15 points. And in 21 minutes of action just last night, a playoff season high of four threes, dropped 24 points, grabbed six rebounds. He doesn't need to get assists. It's very rare that a guard comes in and, and puts up a few assists like Clarkson. does not mean he's a ball hog. It means give me the ball, get out of the way. I'm also going to pass it, but it might just might not lead to a shot. He has got a lot of game, says Clarkson, and a lot of ink, which has really be, made itself clear uh, over the last couple of years as he's continued to add to his intriguing, we'll leave it at, tattoo collection. But the man is a bucket. Jordan Taylor Clarkson crushing it right now. So happy to see him playing well. He started his college career at the University of Tulsa before transferring to Missouri. He'll turn 29 next week on Sunday. So it's good to see him playing well. How about Derek Rose? He won the MVP 10 years ago. We all know that. It's pretty common knowledge to basketball fans to understand 
the lore of Rose and how great he was playing for his hometown Bulls. And, you know, injuries happened. He had to remake himself a few times. He's in his second go-round with the Knicks. And what he has done against Atlanta is nothing short of incredible. Yes, the Knicks are down 3-1, and Wednesday might be the last day they're still alive for the season. However, here's what we got. 17-5-5, playing 38 minutes off the bench in game one. Started the second half of game two, played 39 minutes, 26-4-4. Up to 36-5 in game three, and he added 18 points and six assists in game four. The Knicks will probably lose because... Julius Randle, who is a superstar all season, has not been that in the regular, in the playoffs. It's his first time having a lead of team now actually in, not to the postseason, but in the postseason. It's hard. He seemed to be playing his normal style for the first time in game four, but the pressure is mounting. And this is no bubble. There are full crowds now. Home fans and road fans expecting you to deliver. It's not easy. Having never played basketball above pickup level and on the sixth grade team at the school I went to where I didn't even have to try out, I can't speak to that. But clearly, Randall has been rattled. Rose has been incredible. And to think that when he played for the Cavs a few years ago, just three years ago, in the first part of the year, he seemed like you know his love for the game had been dissipating. He was not a good fit. He got to Minnesota, and he got there very late in the year, just in time to try and aid them on their playoff hunt. And then the year after, he averaged 18 for them. He had a 50-point game. He was solid for the Pistons, though, of course, who went under the radar because not many people were watching that team. But, you know, just shout-out to Derrick Rose. He has put the work in. Came through Cleveland kind of blew into town, left pretty fast. So great to see him shine. How about Jay Crowder? Most Cavs fans don't like Jay Crowder. I'm kind of neutral. He didn't want to be in Cleveland. That much was clear. He's gotten traded a number of times. But here he is right now with Phoenix, who he signed with in the offseason on a three-year, $30 million deal. His defense is what he's known for. Three-point shooting is a bonus. In his career... He is shooting 35% from three. Not horrible, not great. Here's what we got. We'll go points from game one up through four. Eight, eight, nine, 17. Rebounds, four, six, three, seven. Assists, three, two, two, four. Steals, one, one, two, two. Blocks, zero, one, two, one. He had to guard Anthony Davis the first few games. Then he did not in the second half of game four because he was hurt. And what does he respond with? Three threes after shooting two for 20 over the first three games. The seven rebounds, which was a series high. The four assists, a series high. Hit the big three to help put the game away. Jay Crowder works his tail off. He's a hard worker. This is his ninth season in the association. And we know how hard he plays. And we know that he's a very capable ball player. There's no doubt about that. It's just about consistency and not bricking threes at every turn. When he's not bricking threes at every turn, Jay Crowder is a high-impact player because the way he can defend can change the tone of a game, and it can also very much change the outcome as well. Crowder is looking better as somebody that actually has a Cavaliers Jay Crowder shirt. 
Don't shoot me here. It was $12, free shipping. It's a long sleeve tee with the, it's a statement jersey with the big C on it. It was a good deal. I needed the long sleeve basketball shirts. And I'm, I'm not mad about my decision. I like the shirt. I wear the shirt. I'm fine with Jay Crowder. And I'm happy to see him shining on the Phoenix Suns. Alongside another former Cav. His name is Cameron. They call him the campaign. And they call him Killa Cam. His name is Cameron Payne. Of course, we're going to call him campaign because he is running for president of Phoenix for 2021 with how he's playing right now. Last three games of the series for Cam, 19.7 assists, 15 points, six assists, 13 points, four rebounds, four assists. Unbelievable. Apparently, this man couldn't play. He was a laughing stock. He had no game. He doesn't belong. I remember everything that was said about him, and I sure as heck know he does too. I'll turn 27 in August once the season is over. And boy, has he been good. Cameron Payne has been very good. He's from Murray State, which is also where John Morant hails from. Isaiah Cannon, who you might remember, played five years in the league. He's from there. There are really not many other notable alumnus of Murray State. The most notable, who we didn't mention, might be Stu Johnson, who spent nine years in the NBA. And Joe Folks, who played in the league from... 47 to 54, died at the young age of 54 in 1976, but he had a good NBA career, a BAA career, actually, with the Philadelphia Warriors, where he won a championship. Anyway, getting back to it, Cameron Payne's been awesome. He passed through Cleveland a couple of years ago, and what he's done now has been magnificent. He didn't even play in the regular season in 2019-2020, but the Suns added him for the bubble. He had five double-digit scoring games. He had multiple assists in all but one. He had two games and multiple steals, and he shot the three exceptionally well. And, yes, the Suns went undefeated in the bubble. Campaign had a positive net rating in six of those games. He was plus 20 or more three times, so it was a no-brainer that he was coming back. He's only 26 with Chris Paul dealing with a shoulder injury, he has stepped up in such a big way. And you got to be happy for Cameron Payne, man. He is looking so good. There was a stretch of the regular season where his minutes kind of dilapidated. and He was on the court a lot less. But he's come back and has been amazing to watch. So shout out to him. Continuing to shine. I mean, what else can we say about Cameron Payne? Besides the fact that he's got some real game, he works hard, and he knows that the player that we all thought he was is not what he is. He is so much better than I love watching him play. So to see him draining these threes, he's made eight and four games, you know, dropping dimes against really good defenders on a championship caliber team in the LA Lakers. You love to see it. So to Cameron Payne from Cavs Nation, thank you for stopping through, putting on a little show, and now staking your claim as a legitimate core piece of a title contender. You go, man. How about Alec Burks? A couple of years ago, he played for the Cavs as well. It was very brief. Traded from Utah, was traded to the Kings at that deadline by the Cavs. 
Game one against Atlanta, he poured in a playoff career high of 27. Unfortunately for him, he shot just 10 out of 33 over the last three games and has gone just four out of 16 from deep. That's 25%. But Alec Burks has been a very good player for the Knicks. And you love to see it because when he got to Cleveland, he was finally starting to get minutes again because Utah sat him on the bench for so long. Burks had a stretch in March of five straight 20-point games. For the season, he was over 20 11 times, once over 30. The man can ball out. We know that. From the time he spent with the Cavs, we knew he was good. And by the way, it's pretty apparent that Tom Thibodeau loves Alec Burks. You know why? You know why that's obvious? Alec Burks played 30-plus minutes on each of the first two games of the season. The Knicks actually got blown to smithereens by the Pacers and Sixers to open the season, but he was still logging his minutes. He was out there. So clearly, you know, there is a trust factor involved in regard to what he was playing. He's looked so good, though. Alec Burks is one of many former Cavs in the postseason right now shining. You know, Seth Curry, he only played one game, but he counts. Joe Harris, he's making a lot of negative headlines right now, but he also had a water bottle thrown at him. So hopefully his well-being, that's what should come first. Hopefully, you know, he's feeling okay mentally. It's been a stressful year for Kyrie. We know he's taking time off a few times. With what we're seeing Naomi Osaka doing, you know, in stepping away from the U.S. Open, or from the French Open, because she really doesn't want to talk to the media. They're making a big thing out of nothing. Regardless, though, you know, we hope, hope Kyrie's all good. He is playing very well for the Nets. So is his teammate, of course, Joe Harris, our old pal Jeff Green. And on the other side, he's had good games and he's had eh, games. Tristan Thompson in game one for Boston at four points and 10 rebounds. Then in game two, 15 and 11. How about in a game three win, 19 and 13? He had two steals and six rebounds and a very eh, effort uh, in game four against Brooklyn. Their season could end tonight, but it's been really cool to see Tristan play on another team and play well. Missed him greatly, but it's obvious his time in Cleveland was up. He's 30 years old. He's making $10 million this year, and I believe there might be an option for him once the season does end as to what might happen. But Tristan is a, still a rebounding machine. He had nine offensive rebounds in – the win over Brooklyn. So shout out to him for just continuing to get out there. Tristan is listed at 6'9", but if I remember correctly, was listed at 6'8", during his time with the Cavs. Not the tallest guy, but he has got perhaps the biggest heart. And when I say that, I'm not talking about off the court. I, I don't know him personally. I'm saying that his heart is in the game. He works hard. He wants it more than everybody else. I, I would love to see a contest where you could take like a prime Yao Ming, seven foot six. You know, you can take Kristoff, he was on the Knicks and could actually rebound the ball. And I also want to take the smaller Dennis Rodman. And I want to put Tristan Thompson in a contest against all three of those guys. One-on-one, -on -one, of course. You get 25 reps. 25 shots that are missed, and each player has to fight for the rebound. I want to see who win, how many he wins against each guy. Because whether tall or just aggressive like TT, and I also want to see Ben Wallace in this competition too, another former Cav. 
I just think that he would do so well against everyone, probably except for Rodman. He just wants it more. He's always in the right spot at the right time. Just such a, a high IQ player as far as getting position. And those hook shots are nice too. And he works hard. Again, I, I think it'll be a fun contest to see how he does against you know, the huge giants and some other, you know, big fellas out there. But shout out to Tristan. Shout out to any other former Cav I missed rocking it in the postseason right now. And it's just so much to love about being a Cavs fan. Yes, we're going nowhere right now. We got the lottery coming up soon. And we're getting to see all of the alumni get out there and play good ball. But also, a couple of facts to talk about here. Here's something you've probably never even thought of. It's probably never even been on your mind. Colin Sexton, who just finished his third season with the Cavaliers. Did you know that there has never been a Colin to play in the NBA before Colin Sexton? He is the only one. The only one. How do you like that for a little fact? Darius Garland, by the way, so far is also on track to be the best Darius to ever play in the NBA. Darius Baisley is going to have a nice run with the Thunder, right? But Darius Washington, who played for the Spurs, you probably know very little about him. Darius Johnson Odom, Darius Songaila, Darius Miles could dunk, but he was a bust. Darius Garland is one of not of eight Dariuses. Colin Sexton is the only Colin. That's it. There's never been another Colin. Now, if you look to the D-League, there was one other. His name is Colin Mangrum, and he played four games for the Texas Legends in 2011-2012. And if you look elsewhere, you're still not going to find anyone. There's never been an international player named Colin. There's never been a referee named Colin, never been an executive named Colin, never been a coach named Colin. The only relevant Colin in the NBA through its history is Colin Sexton. And yes, he's going to have a great career. The media is finally going to stop chopping him down like, cher like a cherry tree. And then to start lifting him up. Like when you're bringing something up off the ground, when you're putting a house together, you're taking the foundation, you're bringing it up, you're raising up, you're putting up a tent, you're raising it up. We're going to start raising up Colin Sexton. I mean, no more of this putting him down BS. Because this year, he was awesome. 24 points, three rebounds, four and a half assists and a steal, 48% from the field, 37% from three. And also 81% from the line is pretty cool too. He averaged an offensive rebound a game, meaning he grabbed 60 and 60 games and he really worked to improve it. His career as... I've talked about on every show this year is going to be so bright. There should be no talk of bringing him off the bench because what team in their right mind is going to bring their best player off the bench? There shouldn't be one. Okay. Don't do that. The second fact tomorrow is June 2nd. You know what that means? We got another milestone to talk about. It was June 2nd, 2007. Cavaliers are playing the Pistons. They're up three games to two after LeBron's miracle effort from the day before. And what happens in this game that's so relevant against Detroit? Well, yeah, the Cavs won, found their way to the NBA Finals. But this was Daniel Gibson's show. 12 of 15 at the free throw line, six rebounds, including two offensive, 
He played 29 minutes. He made all five of his threes. He scored 31 points. 19 of the team's 31 in the fourth. LeBron had 20. Booby had 31. Big Z had 12. No one else in double digits. Gibson went off. He could not miss. It was one of the most impressive showings by any player in Cavs history in a playoff game. And for a rookie to just drop 31 like that, no one was expecting that. Daniel Gibson is long removed from his NBA career, played his last game at age 26. But on June 2nd, 2007, he was just a young man playing with LeBron, going crazy with the scoring. Shout out Booby Gibson. The 14-year anniversary tomorrow of your unbelievable effort. So ladies and gentlemen, that takes us to the end of today's episode of Across the Cavs, which is brought to you by DraftKings and airing proudly on the Basketball Podcast Network. I'm Zach Weiss. Thank you all for listening as always. We'll be dropping a couple episodes this week. So if you enjoyed this, you don't have to wait long for the next. Got some interesting, fun guests coming up for you in the next couple of weeks. Working on some other things as well. So stay tuned. Enjoy the show. Check it out on Apple Podcasts. Leave a review if you like what you hear. And I will see you all later. One time. Be the fight. Let's go, Cavs.